Jason Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. That's right. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you're listening. And today, who tried to nobble the worm? We've got graphic, unnecessary and possibly doctored footage from last night's debate. Richard had a party and we've got the graphic audio. Certainly do. And listeners, those emails you've been sending in, in the words of Rex Hunt, you have floored me. Totally floored me with your bizarre requests. We've got Ed's biggest ever on-air banquet. Crystal's advice column puts you in the love frame. The all-new sound of erectile dysfunction. Harold and Kumar updates you demanded. Of course. We'll recall our favourite failed station promotion from the 80s. When does scratching become fiddling? Who said what? Drunks in New Zealand. A new segment calls... No, that's a beggin'. And joining us on the bench in hour two, Stephen Cotty. Any other day, Tony would call. Richard would say, baby, how's your day? But today ain't the same. Every other word is, aha, yeah, okay. Could it be that Richard is in the crib with another lady? How true it is. It's all coming up on Get This, where, yes, it's our fifth to last week. You beauty. Off we go. that a bit of Timbo 3? Oh, it certainly is. Of course it is. Here, get this around the nation on Triple M. Back for another week with myself, Tony Martin. Your time is up! Not yet, Brian boys! <laughs> He's gone five weeks early. Very tough. We've got Ed Cavalier, another victim of... The thugs in the scallop industry. As well you know. And of course, Richard Marsland, who only just this morning was heard saying... Shocking horror, another cover-up. That's one of his catchphrases. Mm, I'll be paranoid. Were you watching that debate? Did you see it last night, guys? Well, I saw it, yeah. The debate was Kevin Rudd and John Howard. Yeah, yeah no, no. You had a bookmark, surely. No, I was. There, I watched it. I just don't think people said families enough. <laughs> It's <laughs> my only criticism of it. Who tried to nobble the worm? What was that about, Rich? Oh, that's right. Channel 9 went with the worm. Yep. ABC, I don't think, did. But then there was all this uh, debate from the press club about who was taking which feed. And, yes. And Sky News was involved. It was all very messy. Lots of blood on the carpet there in Canberra. Yeah, worm, uh, you know, sort of didn't really seem to like John Howard mm. for some reason. We got footage of the worm in action there. I think Ray Martin will throw to this. Well, let's have a look then uh, at, at how the worm went. Let's refresh ourselves. This is um, when Mr Howard is talking about Mr Costello, who was in the audience, of course. Have it's a look at obvious this. to me oh and it's obvious to all of I'm my colleagues fall. that Peter Costello no, will no, succeed me. Oh well God. into my next term, Even if the government is returned. One wrong. of the differences between me and Mr no, Rudd is that I have a fantastic oh team. And most of them are here tall? tonight. <laughs> That's how low he got. Not good. And what happened when Rudd had a bit of a natter? All right, let's have a look at the worm again, our friend the worm. Where Mr Rudd's talking about tax cuts. Here's what happened. Working oh, families having to fork out to oh pay for basic God. things like computer costs, laptops, oh, software. Like Here's an education tax refund. $2.3 billion. Whereby you will get a 50% rebate for expenses of up to $750 or $1,500, depending on whether the kid is in primary school or high school. Okay. <laughs> bit of worm humour there. Bad. <laughs> Whenever he mentioned Costello. You know, and how long was it? It went like over an hour, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. On Channel Nine. You know, was the young audience there? Do you think were they were they bringing in the youngins? Do you feel, Richard? The, well, they had the sort of, I guess, the hipper coverage. They had the sparkly new toy with the worm. Yeah. Maybe that was appealing to a younger viewership who weren't necessarily 
uh, you know, addicted to, a, to Idol. Well, I know that Kevin Rudd was on rollerblades, yes. which the kids love. <laughs> well, I think they were subtly trying to appeal to the young folk. Have a listen to this. We've heard the Worms verdict fairly resounding, as we said. Now it's your turn at home. You can vote in our phone poll. If you thought that John Howard won the debate tonight, <laughs> then please dial 1902-555-401. For Kevin Rudd, dial 1902-555-402. But, you know... Oh, well, I'm waiting for the uh, the debate up late so we can see some shower scenes. <laughs> watching know, the member. The highlight for me was that shot of a grinning Peter Costello in the audience. Oh, yeah. That was quite terrifying. That was very much Mrs Bates and the fruit seller for mine. <laughs> but hasn't it been a big year for Peter Costello? Oh, massive. Yeah. What's been the highlight, do you think, on this show? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, I mean, so many to choose from. Yeah, yeah I've just dragged one out of the files. I don't know whether there was anything in this, but remember his magnificent budget speech? Of course. Earlier in the year? I received a message from His Excellency the Governor-General recommending, in accordance with Section 56 of the Constitution, an appropriation for the purposes of Appropriation Bill Number 1, 2007-2008. I call the Treasurer. Speaker, I present the appropriation bill number one, 2007-2008. Clark. First reading, a bill for an act to appropriate money out of the Consolidated Revenue Fund for the ordinary annual services of the government and for related purposes. The Honourable the Treasurer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr Speaker, I move that the bill now be read a second time. First reading, a bill for an act to appropriate money out of the... What? Oh, I'm sorry. Mr Speaker, Australia is different to the way it was ten years ago. Yeah. We have another two million Australians who have found jobs since then. Yeah. And average wages have increased 20% in real terms. Yeah. In the decade before 1996, inflation averaged 5% a year. Yeah, yeah. Tonight I announce for the fifth year in a row... Cuts to income tax. From 1 July this year, the 30% tax rate will only apply to income over $30,000. This means that low income earners eligible for the offset will not pay tax until their annual income exceeds $11,000. Senior Australians who are eligible for the Senior Australians tax offset will now pay no tax on annual income up to $25,867 for singles and $43,360 for couples. Yeah. Mr Speaker, one of the great challenges we have is to maintain the beautiful, diverse and precious natural environment which we have in Australia. One of the serious long-term threats is global warming. Mr Speaker, forests play a key role in reducing greenhouse gases. So tonight I announce the cost of establishing qualifying carbon sink forests will be tax deductible with immediate deductibility for five years commencing on 1 July and concessional depreciation arrangements after that. Mr Speaker, water is one of Australia's most precious resources. 
The government has a $10 billion national plan for water security, intended to place rural water use on a sustainable footing, increasing efficiency in irrigation and addressing over-allocation of water. Tonight I announce funding over six years to support the installation of water tanks and other water-saving devices by schools and community organisations. We must capture as much of this precious resource as possible. We must use it carefully and we must use it wisely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a lot of footage. In the archives here it's at Triple M's. Right. A lot of people don't know I panelled the budget. Really? That's yep. right. Provided all the sound effects. Beautiful work. Nicely done with the mother and son theme. So <laughs> many more things people have been asking for. Let's get to them, well, as many as we can today. On Get This. Mm -hmm. Finally. I'm pitching my voice correctly for the start <laughs> of this bloody song. <laughs> Still want to hear it. It's a guy noodling about. Get on with it, please. <laughs> Thank you, the Foo Fighters and the Prime Minister oh. with the Pretender. The worm went up at the end of that song. Massively. Just in case you're wondering. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. And uh, obviously, it's our last five weeks. There's a lot of stories that have been going on for the last two years that are going to have to be somehow resolved before we sign off. Yeah. One of the big ones is... Richard Marsden's house. Oh, how does he live his life? How does he live his life? Lots of emails uh, coming through about that. Thank mm -hmm. you, everybody. Yes. Uh, I know that over the weekend, Richard actually had a party tone. Were you invited? No, I wasn't invited no, to that. No, I wasn't invited either. Well, I could, well, why not? No, that's okay. Yeah, okay. No, so no. neither of us could get in. Luckily, I spoke to someone that was there, oh, and yeah, they told yeah. me all about the guest list. With her bulging bosoms and flawless legs, helped by surgery, hormone pills, and lots of body makeup, who can tell that most of these beauty pageant contestants are transvestites? Well, there you go. We don't fit the bill. We don't fit the bill. Yeah. Not enough body makeup. Unbelievable, Rich. So if we're not ambiguous enough yeah. for your soiree. Oh, oh, blimey. Mars low. All right, a lot of people are saying this bloke here, Billy, who's uh, <laughs> petition signee number 1231. Oh, that petition on the internet. Yes. The save get this petition. I don't think it's going to work, no. but it's just this fantastic tract of comments. Yes, very interesting. Lots of comments from uh, Mario Speedwagon. <laughs> I love that guy. We know who you are, and thank you for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if you get on there, if you have a look, the get this petition is at petitionspot.com, the number one petition internet site in the world. Yeah. We are number one in the world! Hey. Well ahead of the Super Smash Brothers Brawl demo <laughs> <Yes>. petition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well ahead of the Bring the Buffy musical back to the big screen petition. Chicken their ass. Something about Indonesia I'm simply not <laughs> going to read out. We are, although on the most active side, like the most of the, you know, the people who are most commenting, yeah. we are coming third just behind Bring Mr. Glasson's Sat Back to St. Edward's High School mm -hmm. and say once and for all if green jelly beans are lime or apple flavoured. <laughs> See, my money's on Bring Back Richmond Hill to Channel 10. So, yeah. Time we will tell. that jelly bean deal sorted sometime in the next five weeks. But going back to this bloke, uh, Billy, petition E signee, or petition signee, number 1231, couple of thoughts. During the final episode, you should finally reveal what Ricky M's house actually looks like. That's a good idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> he reckons that over the next five weeks, we should play less and less songs. And by the last week, 
we should be playing no songs at all. I see. The only problem with that is... Just going to a sketch where there would normally be a song. Yeah. Yeah, see, now, Tone, that would make me, A, have to work harder, B, I wouldn't get any food into me during the songs. That, what a great last week that would be. Well, not for, not for me, Tone. And no, not for... I'd have to write jokes. And Toto fans, obviously, the big losers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's an interesting concept right, from okay. Petition Sign E1231. Well, I don't want to go. I don't want to get on his bad side, you know. <laughs> he is in the top 1,300. I love how so many people on the petition at petitionspot.com are mm. using phrases from this show. Oh. And as you get beyond 3,000, all of the obvious ones have been done. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, how many more times can you say, how come? Yep. Yeah, all me plums. I mean, Rexile on Mainstream writes, <laughs> Frog Sack Steve Gutenberg says hi as well. <laughs> Baffling. <laughs> Someone here has written one entirely in James Blunt lyrics. Really? Except for when they refer to knockers, deadbeats, lightweights and losers. It's amazing work, people, I have to say. <laughs> the lightweights. The scallop industry's copped it really <laughs> badly. Are they the losers? <laughs> but what people really want to hear is more of those drunks in New Zealand from Police 107. And have a listen to this. According to Jamie Brown, New South Wales, uh, listen to this. Police 107 is now screening on Fox 8. Wow. It's been upgraded what? from the Crime Investigation what? Network to Fox 8, which is like your showcase channel on Foxtel. That's us. Surely that's us. Who else has been talking about Police Dead 7? That is real change in yeah. the community. Yeah. That's like building an orphanage. That's like <laughs> building a bridge or getting, you know, people Netanyahu and Yasser Arafat to handshake each other. But And we really do have to thank the team at Foxtel Crime Investigation Network oh. and every drunk from across the Tasman who's contributed to the show <laughs> over the last <laughs> two years. So Have we much. got some of that old gear, Mr Marsland? <laughs> Just when you think every kind of crime has been covered on Police 107, oh, yeah, yeah. they pull something new out of the bag. Constables Peter Ott and John Chappell have been called in to deal with an unusual complaint. We just want to sort it out, find out that it's, it's obviously someone here, someone wouldn't really make it. An allegation like this, or you know, unless they've seen what's going on. A man's been reported masturbating at his bedroom window. Someone from the road being able to see see you doing it, it's not good for your flatmates either, is it? You know, it's um, sort of bringing a bit of a cloud under them as well, you know. Jack's claiming that he didn't realise the curtains were open and the neighbours are just being vindictive. (laughs) Land of the long white cloud. Like that. Oh, you, you know, it's not good for your flatmates either. You're bringing a cloud over them. What well, if they stand on the balcony? What do they expect? Uh, <laughs> don't worry. Hey, don't worry. Oh. It, it was sorted out. Although it's all pretty strange, all police can do is warn Jack off making a public display oh. of himself. Oh, Jack they, off. Did they mean that? They meant it. They must have meant the it. The guy's name was Jack. <laughs> It was possibly an accident. Can you phrase? But then you go, okay, that guy's in a bit of trouble. Bit of trouble. But what's he got on the roof of his house? Outside, John Chappell spots another reason for local unease. What is it? What I, was, what, I saw that when I came. What, what's the uh, What's the go with the flag? Nazi semen. You into the whole Nazi gig or what? Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah? German all the way, man. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. I'm into that Nazi gear, German all the way. He's got a Nazi flag. So he's standing in the front window of his house. Taking care of business while the swastika flies overhead. Welcome to New Zealand. Wow. <laughs> Great tour. What's that in the air? <laughs> we need a star maps tour. You know, a Police 107 star map. You get off the plane in New Zealand and then someone hands you a map. Right. 
First things first this morning, we're going to be seeing the guy in the window with the flag. He's performing at 10, 11, 15, 12, 15. He has a nap after that, but he's back on at 6. <laughs> okay. Great moments for the past. Here and get this on Triple M. More in a moment. Hey, split ends. I got you here at Triple M around the nation. Get this is the program, and it's brought to you as always by the Nissan Navara, sticking with us through thick and thin. I think the Navara has been mentioned on that petition a few times. Because of its massive pulling power. Yeah, yeah. Vincent Banjo writes, uh, can the Nissan Navara's massive pulling power pull any strings with the thugs in the scallop industry? (laughs) Who knows? It's very veiled, isn't it? (laughs) Hello to new listeners. Uh, There's so much great stuff. Uh, People, as I say, people are running out of things from this show to talk about. You know, once you get north of 3,000 signatures, so there's... uh, Oh, my God. Someone's written, thumbs down to whoever's cancelling it. this, and also thumbs down to the person who stole my umbrella. Obscure. (laughs) That's a reference to that community newspaper (laughs) with its fantastic thumbs down, thumbs up column. Absolutely. That has formed the foundation of that program for the last, this program for the last few months. You know it. Uh, Anything else to mention? Oh, no, hang on. Here we oh, go. Thank goodness. <laughs> you panicked when I pointed at you. Thank goodness for that. Sorry. Woo! This is an interesting. I'd never tried to do this before, but you know recent offences? Yes. On the Triple M website. And prior offences. Pages yes. and pages of old gear. Uh, in fact, things that people have been asking to be put up there are, in fact, up there. Tony Soprano calling Channel 9 is on page six of prior offences. You're going to have to go back. Uh, the thing with John Howard. Uh, and his alleged liaison with Warney and the Veronicas <laughs> is on page nine of prior offences, okay. part of the Get This Labyrinth at triplem.com.au. But you know how they've all got individual buttons that yes. you can press and you can play them at once if you want. Oh, I see. Someone here, uh, Lee Molden, says, have you tried playing all the recent offences at once? <laughs> Sounds like a dress-up party at Mr. Marsland on the Buttons house. <laughs> well, we know who's going to be there. <laughs> We are going to try pushing all the buttons in the studio right now, oh, sure aren't we? Thing. Two cute by half. The man who's on. Well done. Okay, moving on. We've had a lot of requests for things from the very first week of this show. Tommy G, Tom Gleisner, he's been uh, one of our longest-serving co-hosts here Mm. on Get This. Here's a bit of Tom from our very third show. Tony, I've got to say, it is a thrill to hear you back on air and back saying the phrase Triple M. (laughs) The last time I heard you utter those words, you were sitting in the back of a Black Thunder Jeep wearing a suede bomber jacket, (laughs) handing out boxes of tacos whose use-by date had expired in 1982 and urging listeners to stay around for another concrete blonde double shot. Oh, my God! Now, here we are again. The circle has turned. There were so many shonky and dodgy promotions Mm. in those days, and the one you probably remember the best was uh, the Golden Mile. Yes. Do you remember the Golden Mile? It was was well-intentioned. Yeah. It was an idea of raising (laughs) funds for, I can't even know what the charity was. Often they were just fronts for the sales department, but (laughs) the idea was to raise money for a good cause, and we were going to urge our listeners to come down to a major esplanade in Melbourne, wasn't it? Yeah. And line up gold coins, one dollar or two dollar coins. In fact, I think the coins yeah. were quite new at that point. The, it was a novelty, the dollar coin. Mm, so mm. we were drawing attention to the new currency. And we were going to make a mile of golden coins and then 
donate all the money. Oh, yeah. And can you just think for a moment how much money that would be? Mm. Like a mile <laughs> of $1 coins. That's like about a billion dollars. <laughs> Isn't it? Not even the breakfast team got paid that much back then. <laughs> and, and it was it, promoted for weeks. The golden mile right, is stretching towards <laughs> you. That's the one. <laughs> and, and on the day, it was a cold, windswept morning on a yeah. bleak, exposed part of some Esplanade street. And no one was there. No one was walking past to contribute the said yeah. golden coins. Yeah. And so we realised after about half an hour or so, we'd, how many inches had we achieved? Well, there was a big decision had to be made, which was, do we preserve the idea of the mile mm. or do we just get how many of the coins we've got and just line them up? Yes. And if we'd done that, it would have been about a golden three metres. That's right. So I remember the programme director's gone, no, nah, we've got to stick with the mile idea. It's all around the mile. We'll have to space them apart. <laughs> so there was like about a block between each coin. We, and had, we had security guards who had to stay in contact with walkie-talkies because they were that far out of sight of each other. Shirley Strawn was guarding two coins and he was running back and forward as kids tried to steal them. <laughs> True stories from the vaults here at Triple M. More rubbish to talk. It's as simple as that. Next, I'll get this. That's Ben Lee here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, the home of the Get This podcast as well you know. Oh, yes, what are we up to? 140 went up on Friday night. 141 will be going up today. Oh, once again in palindromic surround sound, 141. You're obsessed with palindromes. Same number, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if we talked less about palindromes <laughs> and more about litotes. Well, I don't know what a Lytote is. I'm not sure myself either. Neither do I. Let's get this. <laughs> yeah. Beyond palindrome. Ooh, wow. Okay, the podcast, the 40, uh, 141, what's on there? Oh, a whole lot of Billy West, finally that's up there. Ed's Good. exclusive and baffling interview with Nicole Kidman. Very strange. Gaffs and blunders, uh, Vianetta talk. Oh, oh, Castles of Thunderbox, the most confusing power ballad ever recorded. Much more of that coming up later in the week, <laughs> Sizzle Merchants. <laughs> Tony, on which podcast would I find Vianetta? It means nothing to me. That's 140. That's exactly right. where you'd find that. <laughs> well done. Uh, what about um, requests to put things up on the website, like oh, yes. we say, recent offences, prior offences? A lot of people were listening to The Shebang in Sydney the other day. Great and show. They played Great that show. Excellent program. Uh, the thing where um, Glenn Robbins was interfering with uh, James Blunt's oh, yes. yeah. You're Beautiful. See, I'm not sure whether we're allowed to put that on the website or not because there's so much of the song. It all depends on how you interpret the laws uh, of review and criticism. Yes. <laughs> like, you're allowed to use clips if, if it's for the purposes of review and criticism. So what? So we, if, if we play anything, so long as we review it, then we're allowed to yeah, use exactly. it. Oh, that was awful. Review and criticism. So wait a second. We could put the whole of Star Wars in a podcast <laughs> and at the end go, that Chewbacca looks a bit fake. <laughs> and, then we're, and then we're right. If that constituted a review. So we're still talking with the lawyers about what exactly <laughs> that phrase means, Great, review yes. and criticism, but I'm not sure if we'll be able to put that up on the site. People calling in saying... Tony, what about one of your jaunty Cockney sing-alongs? Yeah, Tony. I'm sure we'll be hearing all of us singing over the next five weeks. Absolutely. Okay. I decided to go... Have you noticed that everyone stopped singing in this program? <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that. The last few months, everyone's... So how does that song go? I don't know. It'll come back. I lost my vocal cords. It'll in come an accident back. Five the... minutes ago. Don't worry, that all singing, all dancing, get this, will return, yeah, I'm sure, so. as the finish line gets closer. But uh, someone here wanted a song called uh, Barry the Naughty Psychopath. Right. Which oh, predates this program. This is something I did nine years ago. I don't know what I was thinking. It's a song, a jaunty, likeable song mm -hmm. about a serial killer. 
thousand different ways to kill you. Yes, he has. Why? Because he is a crazy f He's gonna chop you up in tiny pieces. Yes, he is. And hide you in the back of his pickup. And then he'll drive up to the mountains and he'll throw all of the bits into the sea. Where you'll be digested by a shark. Will he do that? Yes. Why is that? I'll tell you that's because he's married, the naughty psychopath. He's got a list of people that he's probably going to kill. According to the voices in his head. He's had a lot of cops and the press sniffing around But they almost always end up dead The last time that someone tried to link him to a murder He flayed off all the skin and wore it as a girdle Because he is a psychopath So I wouldn't make him angry Cause he can get quite hungry And when he does he likes to eat your testes in a bun Oi, he's got a little cottage in the forest where he sits Writing a lengthy manifesto He's not the sort of person that you'd want to interrupt Unless you'd like to end up in the pesto I know it seems a bit unlikely that Barry would be in a cuisine From the south of France or Italy He's a man of many contradictions That's because he's Barry, the naughty psychopath He's not impressed whenever he meets somebody who says But in like the silence of the lambs He loves seven copycat Halloween dressed to kill But he didn't care for kiss the girls He thought that Morgan Freeman came across as a bit of a jerk it didn't ring quite true compared to his early work, so you can see He is a psychopath, but also someone with sophisticated views on film His neighbours all describe him as a quiet bloke But then they wouldn't if they popped around to see Barry at home, out in the shed Stacking corpses up against the wall Wearing his new night vision goggles That's because he's married a naughty psychopath He hasn't had a lot of luck with women up till now Due to all the ugly murder talk But if you're keen, just drop off your hair Give it a push under his door Then perhaps he might agree to stalk The last time a lady friend invited him out to dinner He tried to wind a dime but in the end just skinned her You see, you have to keep in mind That Barry is a very naughty psychopath Oh, I'm sure that's cheered everybody up. <laughs> you never know what we'll play next. No. <laughs> and get this, I must thank Vicky Ma who pulled the uh, strings on that one. Cheers Great here job. at Triple M. Time for the listeners. Let's let them out of the box next. Wacko the diddly-o, we're suddenly over the line on that one. That's in excess. Of course it is. Kiss the Dirt here at Triple M. The program is, get this... You listening at this program know we have gone far enough. We do not need to go any further. Oh, look, what? enough out of you, Mr. We had enough from you last night, Mr. Howard. Back enough off. That. Did you guys watch that debate? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about things people say. To do that, we're going to have to climb Talkback Mountain now. Matt Dower, as you know, uh, has very high standards. He does. He's not actually very happy with this theme. Mm -hmm. Sounds all right to me. Let's climb Talkback Mountain. You beauty, off we go. Oh, that'll do nicely, Matty D. Why is he unhappy with that? Oh, you know, he's turning into Brian Eno in his old age. <laughs> Must try harder. 
Sounded great. All of those are recorded in a castle in Scotland, apparently. Take ages. <laughs> Glenn Fittick. Uh, who's saying what? That's what we're playing today. Because yeah. we love a bit of uh, dodgy terminology. Do and there was, a, there was a great thing last week. Uh, I'm sure people were talking about this in Vatican City. The Vatican suspended a Monsignor from a senior post after an Italian television program used hidden cameras to record him making advances to a young man and saying gay sex was not sinful, uh-huh. uh, which is against what the church normally says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's done that thing of saying I was researching. Isn't that a common excuse these days? <laughs> I was just researching, finding out what would happen if you said that to somebody. Yeah, and I had to keep doing it for months and months, and uh, it was extensive research. I mean, and then when he said yes, it'd be rude to turn him down. <laughs> I I'm know. Not, I'm not you mean. Know, otherwise, the research has, you know, been wasted. It's useless. How do I know he's not lying? <laughs> How do I know he's not lying? That bank I was drilling into, I was just researching yeah. how hard it is to get through concrete with a diamond-tipped drill. <laughs> you just say that yeah. you were researching. Kevin Rudd, of anything. I was researching the American education policy and seeing how young women work their way through college in the United States. <laughs> That's why I was there. It was researching. Wasn't that a great moment when Howard said, oh, I spoke to... Um you know, George Bush for 45 minutes and only spent one minute talking about climate change. You're going, gee, why would George Bush only want to spend a minute talking about climate change? I wonder. can't imagine. <laughs> Possibly because he doesn't know what it, it is. It might be, yeah, yeah. That yeah. might be a contributing factor. But people do say unusual things. And I love it it's when, uh, you know, you get a phrase that's a sort of, uh, there's a phrase for this and I can't think what the phrase is, where in the Gulf War, for example, the US Army don't refer to corpses as dead bodies. No. or ex-servicemen or anything. No. They call it non-operative personnel. That sounds better. That's a dead body lying in a ditch. Mm. Watch out for that non-operative personnel. Okay. Uh, what's Good. another example of that? Uh, people who are broke being described as unfinancial. Mm, yes. <laughs> Our relationship with the company has der- deteriorated because they're unfancial. You hear that quite a lot. Yeah, so like euphemisms and uh, There's a great spin. One. Were you sacked from the Sunday Mail? In Adelaide, Rich, is that the paper you were sacked from? I was moved on. There was uh, there it is. There's another one. Moved on. Exactly. Very good because there was a reference to that in Genevieve Megan's column about us getting the arse. Oh. And uh, I'm referring to as being axed. And a senior executive here uh, downplays the axing, saying, "Axing is a strong word." We prefer not renewed. Okay. <laughs> There's an example of non-operative personnel I've right had a there. lot of relationships that haven't been renewed. <laughs> That's the way I'm telling it. All right, well, I looked for terminology and for all things word stuff. Yeah. I looked to Crystal oh, uh, and yes, her yes. column in, in, the, zoo. In, the zoo, in the zoo magazine where yep. all of your love and romance dilemmas get solved by the lady herself. Mm. And Max from Newtown writes in and says, Dear Crystal, my housemate is a horny sluzzer, and even though she's a bit rough, I'd go there. Everyone tells me this is a terrible idea. What's the worst that could happen? A. And Crystal fires back the response, Good on you for giving a rough sluzzer a go. If there were more gentlemen like you, then the world would be a better place. Some of my best friends are horny rough sluzzers and have a terrible time finding love. I doth my saline-filled airbrush lids to you, sir. <laughs> Crystal. I hope you're not slagging them off, uh, Ed, because it's a big demographic, the sluzzer demographic. It is, absolutely. Wanna, <laughs> As is the cousin demographic, and he's coming up next hour, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Harry. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're living in Adelaide. Uh, there's another one like that that I saw recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard a worse one from somebody being sacked from a radio station earlier this year at another clearly inferior radio station. They got rid of an entire breakfast show. Mm-hmm. 
And I saw them quoted in the paper say, oh, no, no, we haven't sacked them. We're merely repositioning the brand. Isn't that a great one to use? <laughs> Towards the exit. <laughs> repositioning the band out in the street. <laughs> well, how about, how about gaffes, things that people say wrong? Yeah, anything they say, Rich, will do. How about uh, the newsreader in Brisbane from Channel 10 who made the headlines a few years ago, Mary Louise Teal, mm. um, when she said, remember she was talking about her husband yeah. and it came back from a commercial break and she referred to him, language warning, uh, that her a-hole husband. Remember that? Oh, that yes, that's right. yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, she's going to leave the network. She's leaving Channel 10. Oh, okay. um, in the middle of December, after seeking an early release from her contract, uh, she said her decision was made solely so she could spend more time with her four-year-old son, <laughs> daughters age 10 and 13, and yes, that arsehole that she's married to. <laughs> a dollar so early in the week. <laughs> Call us up. We just want to hear who's saying what. One triple three five three. Ah, thank you. The chili peppers uh, with scar tissue here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Uh, yeah, I'll fill while you finish that sandwich, Ed. <laughs> Happy to perform that service as always. Richard's here. He can talk. How are you, Rich? Yeah, good. Thank you. <laughs> Great to be here today. I'm We're, sorry. Hello. We do want to know what people are saying. Uh, who's saying what? Ed mm. Cavalier. Hi, Robin. Hello. Who's saying what? A colleague at mine at work is excited about his forthcoming European vacation because he wants to go to Rome to see the 16th chapel. <laughs> the 16th chapel. But has he seen the earlier 15 chapels? Do you mean the earliest 15 in Dubbo? Yeah, that'd be right. All right, that is a beauty. He's going to be so disappointed when he gets there and there's not 15 in a row and then one really impressive 16th one. Yeah, it's because it's Michelangelo. He just had to keep starting all over again. That's such a perfectionist. All right, thank you very much. Although I remember my stepfather would refer to the toilet as the cistern chapel. He thought it was hilarious. Divorce soon followed. Uh, who's going next? G'day, Will. Hey there, guys. Who's saying what? Uh, my work is saying that this girl doesn't fit in, so she was let go. Oh, really? All right. What, what's uh, what, what kind of job is it? It's an usher at a cinema. And, <laughs> and what's she doing wrong? No idea. She just doesn't fit in. Ooh. She doesn't fit in through that turnstile? I don't quite understand. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't uh, shine the flashlight in your face annoyingly enough during the film? She mustn't like movies. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's not normally a handicap in my experience. <laughs> Has she got a ripping technique down, Pat, for ripping the tickets in half? Is she doing that wrong? Is she going vertical, not horizontal? Mm, mm, mm. Good, work, good work, Will. Stay she silent on that one, in. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, good call. She refuses to start her Aloha Low collection, I'm guessing. <laughs> you know what it's like in the workplace. Thank you, Will. Absolutely right. <laughs> Fair enough. G'day, uh, Shaney. How are you? I'm very well. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Who's saying what? Uh, well, last night, uh, I actually heard Kevin Rudd made a bit of a gaffe. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to say something that started with C right after he said John Howard, and what he came out with was John Coward. And yeah, sort of well, it, it obviously could have been a lot worse. Uh, it could have been. <laughs> no, I heard that as well. John Coward, do you think that was um, Freudian slip, genuine accident? Well, I, I watched the debate with my dad, and he gave a bit of a thumbs up and said, "I think he meant that." Yeah, really. <laughs> was your dad surfing the worm? Was he was he agreeing with the worm's position on things? Hey, we we couldn't get a uh, a broadcast that actually had the worm on it. Oh, we had to wait for Ray afterwards. Of course, the worm free. Yes. The worm free. Well, okay, John Coward. I'm sure that one's going to catch on. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, who's next? Kathy, how are you? G'day, g'day. Who's saying what? Uh, my daughter was very angry with me and called me a doodlehead and a donkey hole. <laughs> donkey hole. 
Fantastic. That's the sort of language I'd like to see the rappers throwing, you know, really? throwing in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To some well, of the highly appropriate for a Catholic school, I guess. Oh, lovely. Doodlehead. Yeah, You've got Doodlehead and Donkey Hole. Mm. Yes. That's quite creative, though. You've got to give her points for that. Absolutely. I remember that. I, I actually was at Flummox. I couldn't tell her off. I just laughed. <laughs> I've mentioned this before. My very first day at school, I can remember, I'd never even heard, like, swear words or insults or anything like that, and I got issued with the word, the most powerful word in the playground, dumbhead. Oh, no, Tone. Oh, come on, this is great. It's just calling everyone a dumbhead. <laughs> I no, thought this was it. No, come back from that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the only uh, comments we can put to air. Pretty but much. We have someone in the next hour who's been a favourite of ours over the last we two years. Him. Stephen Curry. Get this. No, that's pathetic. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Cause I can if I don't because I wanna Good afternoon Jazz Flute Buffs Be ignored by the step and the board Because I'm gonna It's the second hour of Get This Thanks to the Nissan Navara Around the Nation on Triple M He's here again, Stephen Curry Hello Hello, Hello. hi again, Stephen. Hi, good to see you hi. You've obviously heard the news <sighs> What's the news mate? Oh, don't worry about it Oh, We'll try and ignore it in this hour There's been some trouble But uh, we're forging on nonetheless Hang on, what, what, can you, can we You've got a son Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> There's another curry to oh, add to the extensive roster. That's great. Hey, oh, by the way, I heard you talking about, um, uh, what is it, uh, non-operational personnel. That's right. That's a dead body in the Gulf War, in case you're wondering. My, my new favourite, and this is uh, on set, because I am a professional actor. Mm-hmm. That's what we hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, for an extra, yes. or, or someone who doesn't talk, is a non-speaking artiste. A non-speaking artiste. artiste right. With an E on the end of artiste, of course. And do people realise that if an extra in the background just happens to say something, mm. their fee just skyrockets instantly, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it does. As long as you don't get sacked, you get paid more. <laughs> so it's a, you know, it's a fine line to tread, really. If you're an extra and somebody just sort of bumps into you and you go, oh, sorry, that's there, right there, it's about a thousand bucks. Chiching. Yep, yep, hello. <laughs> Often when I used to be an extra, I'd just try and walk into the main character and just try and get them to stab me or jab me with their elbow <laughs> just so I could cry out in pain and get some cash. You know, there's an extra driving out to Ramsey Street as we speak, just going, you little ripper. Oh, run to take Papa. <laughs> well, you're no extra. You're one of the potential um, victims of go. that. I don't want to give away whether you die or not. In right. Rogue, the big crocodile movie that's is coming right. out. That's mm. right, indeed. Greg McLean's second film, who made Wolf Creek. All of right, course. let's talk giant crocodiles and more in this Ooh. hour of Get This. Come. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Mm, here he get does. This. He certainly does time and time again uh, here on Get This at Triple M. Stephen Curry is with us. Yes, yes he is. Yes, yes I am. Yes. <clears throat> get the business out of the way. When's this big-ass crocodile movie opening? Uh, it doesn't come out until the 8th of November. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to be over in Bali. Oh, then. okay. So, yes, I've never been to Bali. Okay. Very un-Australian of me. Rogue is the name of the film. Rogue and I is. see somebody's tried to get in early with something else called Rogue Assassin. Have really? You that? Well, there's also there's also a Jet Li film called that's the Rogue. Rogue. That's Rogue, Rogue Assassin. Assassin. Oh, that's been changed to Rogue Assassin now. We just thought it was, you know, a crocodile uh, taking people out in, you know, hits and casino <laughs> foyers. Right. That's right. No, but this one this one is, it's a, it's about a giant crocodile that goes on the rampage up in the top end. Yeah. Slash Warburton, Victoria. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I've mentioned that to you before. Yep. And you've also mentioned that it's really 
redefining the state of the art for giant digital crocodiles in it, movies. Mate, am I right? It really is. It's it is astonishing. It is absolutely astonishing. This this CGI crocodile. It didn't exist. Right. We all had to pretend, right? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had to bit. like pretend yeah. that there was like a croc in the water when there was, wait for it, nothing. Wait, yeah, yep, yep. Okay, now you say we. Who else is in this Dang. thing with you? Okay, uh, well, we've got uh, Jeff Morell. Yes. Fantastic Australian actor. Sure. Carol, Caroline Brazier. Uh, Heather Milf uh, Mitchell. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Michael Vartan and Aussie Rada Mitchell. Yes. Uh, Michael Vartan, American actor from uh, from Alias and uh, One Hour Photo and Monster in oh, Law yeah, and gotcha, the like. Oh, gotcha, Right, Monster in Law. Monster in yes. Law. Yeah, I know. So I when know. someone Hopefully married yeah. a giant croc, was that... Uh, <laughs> she looked... The, the mother-in-law was... She resemb- Her skin resembles that of a giant croc yeah. these days. But okay. no, she... Uh, no, Wasn't we, that Jane Fonda? Yeah. That was Jane Fonda. The first film in 15 years. Mm. Mm. Didn't she get, didn't what she, do I need for my comeback? What's this <laughs> hang Monster about? in Law? <laughs> but didn't she also go... Topless as well. What? I don't know. No, she went, I think she went topless in that. No, you're thinking Ooh. of Diane Keaton and something's got to give. Oh, yeah. right. There you okay. go. I am, there actually. You go. You're right. Well done. <laughs> but uh, no, this... this the, mixing up your cougars. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Please don't. Not while I'm here. Please. Sorry, Steve. Um, no, no, this, this film uh, redefined for me um, boredom. Oh, really? Because oh, really? you're out and, you know, miles from anywhere. Yeah. And, and look, it, usually this is a $25 million film. Yep, and sure. I'm usually working on $10, $15 films. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's right. So the problem with a lot of money is there's a lot more time. Yes, So of they course. shot it over a few months rather than a few weeks for most Australian right. films. Right. Um, and anyway, so boredom really set in mm. um, around Warburton time because we're all stuck on this island doing night shoots. Mm. Oh, fun. So I drove past, I was on the way to a night shoot, and yeah. I went past a shop in Warburton, and there was kind of a rack of porno mags. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah you, know what, you know what I'm getting at? <laughs> porno mags, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I saw one that really jumped out. Now, I'm not usually the guy to go flicking through the porno mags, yeah. but um, there was this one called, I think it was called... Uh, Did it have the word plumpers in no, the title? No, no, it was called Old and Ready. Old and ready. Old and ready. And it was basically... Are they kind of like crime stoppers? Old and ready. Well, no, they would have stopped a few crimes because people would have just been staring at the mouth agape. It was just old, old ladies, you know, naked. Right, okay. And How? I thought, never I mean, there's obviously a market. There's a market for it. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. be publishing no, no, it. No, 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 exactly, exactly. No, no, no. and I, th- I sort of thought to myself, don't buy it. And then I'd, I'd bought it, right? <laughs> I was in the car okay. when I was telling myself, don't buy it. And yep. it was next to me. <laughs> um, anyway, and I got to set and Michael Vartan was down on set and I hadn't, wasn't yet. And my yeah. friend Polly, who was in the wardrobe department, who's a filthy girl, um, we decided that we would, you know, just sneak into his trailer yeah. and plaster the walls. Oh, with old and ready. With, with, with kind of just old ladies in the buff and yeah, in quite yeah. compromising positions, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, uh, no, and, uh, by the way, this is, I was just researching. Yeah, oh, just yeah, researching. Like, what, old ladies, all about research. what old ladies look like when you're the buff. But anyway, so all well and good. What could go wrong? Yeah, what no, could go possible? wrong? Well, what turns happened? out something could. Yes. It was the only day that Sharky, the location manager, decided to take a family of six oh, through Michael dear. Vartan's trailer because they said, can we see a real Hollywood star's trailer? And no jokes, he takes these kids. One of the girls was like six into the trailer and he 
He walked in last, being a gentleman. Oh, dear. <laughs> Opens up the door and goes, go on, get in there. And he's wondering why it was so quiet. But he thought they were just oh. staring in wonder at, at the magic of the place. <laughs> and did he have a line? Was he able to save it at all? Uh, no. He was had he able a lot, to go? couple of lines to me, I can tell you. Look, um, we've been filming for so long. They were young women when we started. That's <laughs> <laughs> what's happened. But they, it was just awful. I mean, what are the odds? And it was the only time that anyone would take him through. And I, I realised one thing, because after he came came out, he didn't want to say anything because he um, thought maybe that's just Vartan's bag. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Old bags are his bag. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so so it turns out you don't mess with Michael Vartan. Oh, okay. He's a lovely bloke. Yeah, yeah. What but happened? he, I got back to my trailer, which was, I oh, will just point out, remarkably small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just an open trailer on the back of a ute. <laughs> but I got back to my trailer and it had been actually trashed. Right. Uh, couches upside down, yeah. chairs on the side. Yeah. I think a f- from memory, there was he'd put a fake poo on my bed. Mm. Yeah. Just stuff that kind of classy <laughs> and, um, and just a general sign of just don't do that again. Well, can I say that serves as a fabulous promotion for this new film, Rogue? <laughs> no, no. And basically that's all I can tell you. Coming soon to a cinema near you. That's how it ends. Poo that, on the bed. That's great, but uh, Ed's getting hungry. I can tell he's getting hungry. Yeah. You're eating again. Let's feed him up next on Get This. That'd be Kiss Chasey. Of course it would. Triple M is the venue. Get this, the program. Stephen Curry, the yeah, co-host yeah. for this hour. Can I, can, I ask, can I ask a question? Yeah, please do. Have you have you had a good look at what Ed's got in front of him? Oh, it's a okay. Bay Marie every can I, day. Can I just yeah. explain this? We've got a banana, an apple, a wrap, and a roll of dunny paper. I just, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just confused by the last one. Is it's that? My, it's my rider. <laughs> I love it. I just, I'm confused and mildly around. It's in my contract, Steve. It's right, going to be a three-ply okay. roll wherever <laughs> I sit. Every step of the process. Hey, that's one ply. Well, <laughs> if, if you ever found yourself listening to the show, say, in your car, Stephen, and actually been able to hear the sound of clanking cutlery <laughs> yeah, and stuff in the background. Can you just anything food-based, uh, It's uh, that's, what, that's synonymous with the show to me. Well, uh, are we stretching, Rich? Because you can't bit. find that. Where it's is it? Through, it's it's called nice. Replay Ed Sandwich, <laughs> if you're looking for it. If yeah. we can, It's a very chocker's computer in here. Yeah, this is I, awkward. We're going to have to say, talk. We're going to have to fill. Matt <laughs> Dow, who, uh, you know, supplies all the sketches and, and uh, sound effects for this show, uh, told me, I think, in July of last year that we had already filled as much computer space as a breakfast program would do in five years. Wow. wow. Does that include gotcha calls? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Nothing there? Well, this is playing up too. Hey, can I... You know how I was talking about Bali before? Yeah. Do you mind if I, I, I slot in something else? Slot in. Go for a slot. I want to know, do you guys think it's weird? I've never been to Bali before. It's great. Mm. And I, I've heard it's... Delicious pretty... Mexican food. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. Really? Wow. Well, it's yeah. a fun, one-way ticket to Bali belly by the sound. <laughs> um, is it wrong if I really want to go and meet Chappelle? No. I really want to no. meet her. You might play her one day in a tele movie. <laughs> it's research. Well, it's I actually, research. I was actually going for uh, Renee Lawrence, Barley Nine, but um, no, I'll take Chappelle if that's coming. But is that wrong? It's no. not wrong? No, no. no. It's a, what, what are you planning to do when you meet her? Oh, no, no, no. I'll be with my girlfriend. Oh, we just want to go and say hi, hi to Shepherdy Shaps. Okay. You know, that's her nickname, by the way. Are you going to dance around like I'm free or not? <laughs> <laughs> <Give> <laughs> <it> <laughs> some... We're just heading down the beach. What are you doing? <laughs> 
No, but I don't know. I feel bad. But no, at the no, same no. Time. Look, I think it's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, right. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Did you go? To, where did you go, Tony? I'm trying to find your sandwich. Yeah, we can't seem is, to find it. It's lost in the computer. I tell you what we're going to have instead. Do you ever find yourself suffering from erectile dysfunction on the air occasionally, oh, Stephen? Hey, hey. Often, often. Have we got erectile dysfunction? <laughs> Because, you see, on this uh, program, on this network, mm. there will be occasionally ads for erectile dysfunction. Mm. Well, I haven't got an erection now, so I is that a problem? I wasn't implying that. Okay, well, not right. even, you know... Huh? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. So I may be suffering, yes. Well, if you're someone who maybe is a bit embarrassed or offended by those ads, then mm. this is for you. Hey, gents, are you sick of turning on the radio in mixed company just in time to cop an ad for... One of a guy's worst fears is erectile dysfunction. Or... Our nasal delivery technology will make premature ejaculation a thing of the past. Tired of tuning in for a bit of those idiots crapping on about caftans and instead be being sold a can of nasal stiffy spray or something to stop you getting off at Jollymont? Well, get your hand off it and calm down because the marketing geniuses at Get This have cranked the ideas shower up to 11 and come up with an ad that will eliminate awkward references to erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation forever. Thanks to Maddie D on the pots and pans, these embarrassing phrases have now been replaced by subtle oral counterparts. For example... Hey, fellas, is your downstairs department suffering from... <coughs> then just inhale a snort of get this... spray and your... will be ready to... in an instant. Check it out. Oh, no, not again. Hang on, where's that spray? No, nothing. Oh, hang on. Bloody hell, that's impressive. Hey, guys, are you going before it's your stop? Then prolong the inevitable with new, get this. Now, when things start getting a bit... ...ahead of schedule, you can apply the... And keep things on the... New Get This! From the makers of Get This! Products to make you go... And not... See, I don't know what that condition is, but you wouldn't want it! <laughs> That's what you get when you have Mexican over in Bali, I think. That's, that's the problem. More in a moment. I'll get this. It's time to play That's a Bigger next on Triple M. That's you too, Angel of Harlem on Get This, brought to you by the Nissan Navara around the country. Stephen Curry is with us oh, yeah. today. He was just here. telling me off air that he... Doesn't trust cheap bungee jumping. <laughs> Ed just said, when you're over in Bali, are you going to jump bungee jump? Because I found one that only costs eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. I went, oh, I've seen some stuff on YouTube that suggests don't go cheap bungee Look, jumping. It's a bring your own cord arrangement, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty good. Wow. So I, I was in Sydney a few weeks ago and I saw, no jokes, I saw a removalist company and it, and it was called Cheapest Removals. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Again, it's like, I dig what you're saying, yeah. but at the same time. I shouldn't have got not quite right to do yeah. my removal. Uh, maybe we'll be giving some of those bungee jumps away. I know we've got a fabulous prize pack today. A chemical cocktail found oozing from drums dumped illegally on a dirt track. 
Who else? Who else gives you that? <laughs> All the boxes are ticked. Now, Stephen is in this new Australian yeah. film called Rogue. Yeah. Is, is it the biggest crocodile ever seen in a movie? It is. And you know what? You know what? Even though on screen you look at it and you go... Probably bigger than a than a normal than a real croc. It's oh, yeah, actually yeah. a metre shorter than the biggest one ever found <laughs> up there. Right? Would you really? believe that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Big things, mm. things that when you see them, you say, "I don't know." What do we got for this, Rich? Oh, that's a big one. Okay. <laughs> I'm off this project. I'm going. <laughs> See you, Stephen. Thanks, mate. <laughs> it's the fifth to last week, and look where we've gone. <laughs> Big stuff. Uh, Mr. Cavalier, what have you seen? Burgers. Mm, uh, bur- yes. Burgers are getting bigger, right? Uh, as we know, there are ones with, you know, 40, 50 grams of fat. Mm. I've learned that if you ask them kindly at mm. my local burger store, mm. they'll give you two patties of beef yep. and two bits of chicken in between each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's a big one. Oh, nice, okay. nice. <laughs> 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 I was going to move on, but I'm stuck on that. That okay. sounds tasty. It goes bun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef, beef, chicken, chicken beef, beef, chicken, chicken cheese, various sort of vegetables. But you yeah. chuck them out, and then bunny bun. on top. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know what? You know what? That'd go down well in. Uh, this is another big thing: uh, yeah. the cars that girls go to their school formals in. Oh, no, that's a big one. Um, Hummers, you know, have you seen Hummers. that big oh, Hummer? Hummers, There's yes. a Hummer limo that goes around oh, Melbourne. Oh dear! And it's just unbelievable and unbelievably bogganic. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you always see some girl coming out of the sunroof going. <laughs> and, you know, this is the night of my life. Obviously, if war is declared during that celebration, they're fine though because it's armoured, safe as houses. Okay, big stuff. I'm mm. trying to think. What was, oh, oh, a friend of mine still has a mobile phone from I think the year 1988. <laughs> and does it wind up? It pretty much does because it's mostly a suitcase. Oh, that's a big one. Remember that? Remember when a mobile phone was a suitcase with a phone on it and somebody plonk it on the table and go, look at that for convenience? Yeah, that's right. I, I was watching on, there was, you know, they used to play the old episodes of Neighbours. Yeah, like in the they did. And they had this one where Paul was leave, Paul Robinson was leaving Lassiter's and he said, uh, Gail, if anyone needs me, I'll be on this. And you can kind of hear this grunt as he lifts up this brick and kind of goes, there you go. And it's all technology. Is like 87. Here we go. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Mr. Marsden, what have you spotted lately? Okay, just the other day, I went through some old videotapes and yes. I found on my person in my house yep, yep. 24 hours of Mary Tyler Moore. No, that's a big one. That is just true. That's yeah, no, it's awful. A yeah, well, it, was, it was a Mary Tyler Moore marathon from beginning to end, including the famous last episode. And you taped it and kept it. I've taped it and kept it, and I haven't. I've got like about seven tapes. It? No, I haven't done it yet. But what was the theme to the Mary Tyler Moore show again? Sorry, I can't. I can sort of hear it in my head. You're gonna make it. This is this is the new Richard Marsden theme. Don't you think that should be it from now on? Doing it our way. That one. That's Laverne and Shirley. Jeez, this is. Hey, just chuck in your dunny paper, mate. You're fine. The listeners, call us up with anything apart from genitals. Oh, yeah, yeah, because let's you know, that raise the bar. That have like made a you say, no, that's a big end. It certainly was a big gap there, Mr. Marsden. One triple three five three. Get this. No, that's pathetic. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. You're listening to Triple M around the nation. Uh, it's Get This, and today Stephen Curry is with us. Mm, loving he, it too. Just looking for something big. Mm-hmm. Who's got something, Ed? Hi, Lisa. 
Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. What? Oh, yes, oh, you might need to turn the uh, radio Sorry. down. We're in the Sorry. fifth dimension at the moment. <laughs> Sorry. Daleks are attacking. Okay, what was big? Yes. Um, when I was in Las Vegas, the hot dogs and margarita combos. Oh, <laughs> that's a big one. Now, you're talking about the yard glass margarita? Yeah. Which actually has a bit of a cord so that you can hang it around your neck because it's so heavy. Didn't Bob yeah, Hall hold the world record for sculling one of those or something <laughs> like that? Big enough to catch your vomit after drinking it. Oh, awesome. that's nice. That's a happy byproduct. Awesome. You researched that, did you, Lisa? <laughs> no, no, no. It was a surprise of Las Vegas. Uh, and, and did you love how, because there's a sort of blurred edge between where the casino ends and the hotel and shopping centre begins, <laughs> you can just take your drink anywhere you want? Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. hilarious. I saw women leaning the yard glass margaritas against the wall so they could try on shoes and shoot out. <laughs> they got poking machines in the service station. Poking machines uh, in the service station. You need station. that. You need that. The way of the future. Thank you, Lisa. That's very big. Who's next? Hi, Jeff. How you going, boys? Excellent. Uh, talk us through your big thing. I saw a big dog on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, how big? Uh, well, we went up to a little bed and breakfast me and my girlfriend yep. and we yeah. took a niece out and it said oh. pony rides yeah. <laughs> we thought we'd take her for a pony ride we got around the corner in this little paddock and they're taking kids for a ride on a great day oh <laughs> that's a big RSPCA could not have a problem with that <laughs> and it was could huge not. it would have been about three and a half foot high oh it was a massive dog and it was just all day taking these kids around <laughs> tell me something Jeff were they trying to pass it off as a horse had they stuck like a horsey tail on it and a bridle and a and saddle a, and a, <laughs> well they had a saddle on the back of it a little mini saddle but they still had all they still had pony ride signs all around the paddock wow and how sorry the pony's off <laughs> you have to go to the dog what sort of facial expression was the uh, dog maintaining Oh, the normal dog expression, walking around with its tongue hanging out, panting the whole time. Yes, fair enough. All right, I'm well. seeing a fine cotton scandal where they tried to pass <laughs> off a, a, a St. Bernard as a great day and awful, awful. Not for the first time. Who's got something big, Ed? Hi, Paul. G'day, how you going, guys? Good, thanks. Talk us through your big thing. Uh, well, when I was a chef, um, uh, five used to work out, we used to serve a one-kilo T-bone. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a big one. One-kilo T-bone? Yeah. And is it one of those deals where no one ever gets through it, that kind of thing? No, no, well, yeah, people get through it, but they take their time. But, you know, they're like about seven or eight centimetres thick, so, uh, yeah, they weren't that well, um, how do I say it, Uh, they weren't that easy to cook, really. Yeah, right. (laughs) Tell me, Paul, if it was one of those places where if you ate it, you got it free, was it like that, or you still had to pay for it? No, no, no. Uh, if you ate it, you, you got a free skinner of beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Just to top it off. Wash and it a down. stomach pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might need it after trying, trying to get yeah. one of them. Well, I can confirm Ed is still drooling. I think we have time for one more big item. Who's it going to be, Ed? G'day, Daniel. How you going? Well, oh, good, man. What big thing did you see? Uh, we were actually on holidays in Fiji, and uh, we had one of those three-ton uh, Fijians walk past us with the six-foot afros, oh, and I'm yeah. a little three-year-old daughter with me. Yes. yes. You know, they got uh, their their arms are as big as our legs. I'm thinking she's going to run up me like a run up a drain pipe. She's going to be scared. My nose for knocking, yep. and she grabs him by the leg and goes, "Dad." They are the biggest thongs I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big one. 
the thongs on his feet. Of right. course, <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> wow. Well, that's yeah, they're pretty big blokes. Those are the blokes I was forced to play rugby against in school. Did you say a three-ton man with a six-foot afro? That, that is big, isn't it? That's Let's be who, honest. That's who should have been in that debate yesterday. A fantastic selection wow. of big things. I'm sorry we can't get to you, Jed who apparently has the final episode of Knots Landing. Wow. I don't know how oh, that is. That's big. That is certainly big. Thanks to everyone who called, but we do have a giant meal for Ed Cavalier, or Ed Cavalier as I call him. <laughs> Next, I'll get this. That's the plain white tease here. Get this, Rome informed. We only have time for the right time by the Huda Gurus. That'll be the right time. The Hoodoo Gurus hopefully will be able to bring you Ed Sandwich tomorrow on the show. <laughs> hear that uh, theme music. Let's hear it. Time to sign off. Stephen Curry, thanks for sitting in for the whole hour. Thank you for having me. I've had a ball. Rogue, when does it open exactly? It opens the 8th of November. You might be wondering what the hell I'm doing on here now. <laughs> it's because I'm going to Bali to die <laughs> for Mexican food. Yes, just for Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. Not implying anything else. No. Uh, and, of course, Big Ass Crocodile. Big that's- Ass Crocodile, yes, that's right. Attacking people in the top end slash Warburton, Victoria. <laughs> And what else? I believe, in fact, I know for a fact that you pop up in the first episode of a fine new comedy show on the ABC called yes, The Librarians. Librarians. Yes, uh, Wayne Hope, uh, Robin Butler and Roz Hammond's brainchild. And yes. they uh, asked me to be a, a bit of a cameo with very wrong gear. And very Bob Franklin gear. is in that show. Yeah, he is Something, a star. Here's what we failed to do in two years this program. We do a little segment called Let's Startle Bob Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's Let's any... Let's startle Bob Franklin. Can we startle him by the end of the year? Try. You know him really well. What well. about a, a copy I of know him uh, very well. yes. Old and Ready? That might help, that might help him out. <laughs> That'll be right up his alley, that I reckon. You, you know him really well. Yeah. What is the best uh, way to startle Bob Franklin? You know what? Uh, you're a, direct, a film director who yeah, worked apparently. with him. Did you ever ask him to work on a day when a, a good soccer game was playing oh, on television? Oh, gee. That <laughs> will startle the man out of his pants. He goes quiet, and <laughs> Bob Franklin <laughs> going quiet. You don't want it. Very disturbing <laughs> indeed. Uh, time to sign off. What is our key phrase, Mr. Marsland? You listening at this program know we have gone far enough. We yep. do not need to go any further. Couldn't agree more. And we'll be back tomorrow with Tim Minchin, one of our first co-hosts, and it's all thanks to Nissan Navara. Huge mm. bowling parrots. The unit of the year, I think you'll find. Long blonde locks, China hutch, butter churn, clogs, everything. Now it's all out in you know. You beauty, off we go. On a day when a, a good soccer game was playing oh, on television, gee. that will startle the man out of his pants. He goes quiet, and Bob <laughs> Franklin going quiet. You don't want it. Very disturbing <laughs> indeed. Uh, time to sign off. What is our key phrase, Mr. Marslin? You listening at this program know we have gone far enough. We yep. do not need to go any further. Couldn't agree more. We'll be back tomorrow with Tim Minchin, one of our first co-hosts, and it's all thanks to Nissan Navara. Huge mm. bowling parrots, the unit of the year, I think you'll find. Long blonde locks, China hutch, butter churn, clogs, everything. Now it's all out in you know. You beauty, off we go.